Nice restaurant here, huh? Yeah, it's fine, I guess. What's the problem? Uh, I mean, the food's great, yeah, the ambiance right. is terrific, yeah, yeah. the service is first rate. Yeah, but what lousy plates they serve the food on. You don't like the plates? I hate them. Stupid pattern. Hate these plates. You hate the plates. I'll tell you what I do to plates like this. I pick them up and I Bob? shatter them on the floor. Nuts! Bob, let me try that again. No, B Bob, don't... Uh. Oh, for crying out loud, you're making a scene. I'll get it this time. Stuck on us! Breaking Bad will not be presented at this time. I don't get it! In order to bring you the following special podcast... Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. Me! You're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's love and time. How you doing, Lisa? Huh? Um. How's it going? What are you? What are you? Where's Pat? What do you say? Who's I'm trying this? to. It's me. It's Pat. But I'm what? trying to. I'm trying a new voice for wow. for the year 2024. I'm gonna talk what? like this all the time now. No, no, yeah. no. Why no. not? No, no. It's I. It's annoying. More, it's, it's more annoying than your normal voice. You know, that's saying a lot. And, <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm not, kidding. You, it's you not have a, a nice very good, voice. It's not a very good voice anyway. If I had the accent better, if it was authentic, if I grew up in Brooklyn, that'd be one thing. But that, this is just artifice. Yeah. Sorry. You know, I'm, yeah. I love that you brought that up because I, I get a lot of... Um, you know, voiceover students who say, you know, I can do accents really well. And, and I say, well, <laughs> you know, back in the day before the internet, all of us, you, we all, we had voice uh, accent. Like I had a voice accent coach. I wasn't very good at it, but we kind of had, you know, the standard, which was the Irish accent and the French and the British and the and the New York and this and the Southern and all those those were kind of your little package of accents yeah, that you would yeah. utilize in character work or whatever it was yeah yeah and now I, I tell people they don't need my crappy British accent because they can get an authentic like you just said they can get somebody who's authentically from the region that they're looking to cast for yeah. so I tell people don't waste your time learning accents that you're probably not you probably think you're better than you actually are yeah you probably really suck at it yeah and uh, they don't that's they almost don't always us. true yeah yeah they don't need us unless yeah. you're gonna do a parody like you do really fun funny pair parody accents aren't intended to be authentic regional uh accents but parody accents you know you do good you do good ones like that lisa they are trying to destroy our country. They're trying to destroy our country. I'm working on my Trump. Yeah. Here's the thing. I there's a as we're recording this, there was a story about a recording, a new newly found recording okay. of uh, former President Trump calling up some people in Michigan to try to get them to uh, change the vote. Or something what? Like I'm sorry. Did you say he was trying to get people to change the vote? But it's only an audio what? recording. It's only an audio recording. We've heard the one where he's trying to strong arm the Georgia Secretary of State. Uh, but but here's the thing: if you don't have a video and audio recording of such a thing, then it's going to be so easy for someone to say. Oh, that's AI. That's not really him. We're all being tricked. That's not really him. It's a it's a dead on. It looks so much like the real thing. You're yeah. convinced it's him, but it's not. It's a it's, phony. It's a deep fake. But yeah. you And I'm telling you, this is going to be a part of the right. coming year is that right. where they're going to deny. Now that 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 was not him. That's a fake. And and the this coming year, 2024 is going to be the year of AI, I swear it will be. 
and every, everything will be uh, questioned. Is that real? Is it not real? It it will it, affect. It already it already is and has yeah. been before the, uh, the 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 rise of AI. I mean, AI has been around for a long time. It's just gotten so good. Yeah, but you really can good. fake videos now too. I mean, oh, you yeah. can fake them all. So we could fake a podcast if we wanted to. We how do you, how a, do you know, dear listener? This is really us. We you don't know. Fake, we could fake a moon landing if we wanted to. <laughs> I mean, no, we you, could. you can't do that. Nah, yeah, it's gone you can. too far. By the way, this music we've been listening to is a fellow named Mars Williams. Passed away 68. Uh, he was with a couple of your favorite groups, the Waitresses and the Psychedelic Furs. A couple of punkish bands from the 80s, exploratory jazz. And he uh, checked out at the age of 68. I also want to mention um, one other, since we did our last podcast, and that is a man named Neil Drossman, who died at the age of 83. He was an advertising guy. There was a time in my life when advertising guys were my heroes. I, they, You know, not rock stars, not politicians, certainly, or actors or anything like it was ad guys i wanted to be a really first-rate advertising man mm -hmm. a creator of advertising uh, and uh, so i looked up to guys like neil drossman do you know what neil drossman's arguably greatest credential might have been of all of his achievements and there were many he was yeah. the guy who wrote this ad for meow mix yeah. Meow Mix comes in two varieties, original and seafood middles. A medley of mackerel, tuna, and crunchy centers bursting with seafood flavor. Meow Mix. Tastes so good, cats ask for it by name. That was him. Came up with the song, too. Dr. Evil even sang about it in one of those Austin Powers movies. Din din. I want chicken. I want liver. Meow mix, meow mix. Please deliver. Gosh, you know, it's just, why do we burn our brain cells so hard when it can really be that simple? Yeah. It can be but it's good. that but, simple I know. to be brilliant but, but, and but rich. Of, yeah, it, it's brilliant and yet not brilliant. It's so good. That cats ask for it by name, meow mix. <laughs> that, that's pretty brilliant in a way. It's really good. Yeah, it is. And it's pretty, pretty brilliant. He also did this one for stick ups, deodorizing discs. Oh, this is a good place for a stick up. <clears throat> this is a good place for a stick up. This is a good place for a stick up. This is a good place for a stick up. This is a stick up, the invisible air deodorizer from Airwick. Airwick stick ups are so small and concentrated, you hide them in small spaces where odors hide. Woo! This is a good place for a stick up. Oh. Yeah, that was him. And he also did ads for a product called Teacher's Scotch. There is no greater love than what I feel for you. Teachers, the timeless taste. Which I have uh, not consumed lately myself, but if I did, it would be because of his advertising. Neil Drossman. And that sounds like something all teachers need is a big old slug of scotch. So <laughs> More and more. Yeah. So we don't have time. I don't have time. You don't have time to go through all the list of people who have checked out uh, in this last year. Sandra Day O'Connor, Kissinger, Tony Bennett, Harry Belafonte, Tina Turner, Jimmy Buffett, Norman Lear, Matthew Perry, etc. So I'm going to skip that part this time to get to it. How are you? Uh, I'm so last week. You asked me this, and yes, I, I lied. I lied to you. Yeah, you were very convincing at, at the beginning. 
I lied. I it was a bald face or a bold face. Like I don't know which. What, yeah, I never know. Either. I never yeah. know which it is. But I lied right through my teeth to you, and I said, oh, "I'm good. I've got so many exciting things happening." And then you you <laughs> challenged me, and then I said, "I no, I'm lying. I got nothing." But I was well, trying. I was trying it out it. as yeah. as a way to sort of. Um, I don't know, maybe change my, my mindset a bit, be a bit mm -hmm. more grateful for things, but, um, yeah. then you realized what baloney that was, exactly. what poppycock, what bullshit it is. Exactly. Yeah. And that brings me to a, a text exchange I had with you. I don't want to get too far into it, but, um, you were very kind. I was feeling a little down on myself and the, the truth of the matter is that I'm a dick. Can a woman, can I'm a woman a such oh, as you yes. be? Oh, uh, yes. Really? Oh, yes. I'm How's, a dick. Uh, why? Well, you know, I've been, I've been reading a really good, uh, really interesting book called Platonic about friendships. It's a PhD. I forget her name that wrote this book. And it's oh, actually she's a really dick, whoever it is. Go ahead. But she she really talks about how we sort of place friendship at sort of the bottom of relationships. As society, we sort of value romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, that is the thing to strive for is to find a partner, a romantic relationship. And then kind of in underneath that is or even maybe equal to that is maybe family relationships. And then friendships somehow drop to sort of this sort of third place with phrases like, oh, we're just friends or we're only friends. And, and her, 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 her book really talks about the value of friendships and how really important they are, especially as we get older. And this year has been really challenging for me because I've, I've lost, I've lost a couple of friendships that, oh, um, that I'm are sorry. a little difficult. Yeah. So I've lost a couple of friendships, but I've also gained a couple of friends that I was quite a surprise to me. And I'm just starting to take a look and like you, I mean, my friendship and relationship with you is so very important to me. I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> I think it's an interesting to see. I'm a dick. Look around and you will see this world is full of creeps like me. You look surprised you shouldn't be. This world is full of creeps like me. The expectations of a romantic relationship are 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 nothing uh, compared to what the expectations are for a friendship, or at least they're not the same intensity in terms of this is what I need from you in a romantic relationship versus even a familial or a friendship. And I'm I'm just finding it interesting to examine all these relationships over this year and where I've failed and been a dick and where I've, I've succeeded and, and hopefully showed up in a way I really want to show up. And so anyway, yeah, I just, um, I don't know why I'm getting so emotional about it, but it's just, it's important. I think it's the end of the year and that stupid old yeah. design song comes on yeah. and makes me yeah. cry every year. And I know, um, well, here, here, here now, uh, you, you know, it's, you're flagellating yourself as being a dick I'm, at the at the uh, at, at least at the interruption if not the end of a friendship but but why are you the dick why it, these well, uh, these friendships and these relationships are always uh, a two-way thing and well i think i think it's about i think it's about accountability and owning when you do make a misstep and you you show up in a way you didn't intend to or or you maybe ignored somebody or something, or, or, I mean, I'm not just throwing myself under the bus. I'm just kind of taking a really hard look at how do I manage my friendships and my relationships? And do I, yeah. that's all I'm saying. And it's sort of, when you really sit down and think about it, sometimes it can, it can be very um, impactful. And I, I just, I'm especially aware, I think, with the two friendships I lost this year, <clears throat> how valuable those really are. And sometimes we don't yeah. really even think about that. 
as much as I think we really should. And we need to value friendships and put them up there uh, where they belong. They're not just, a, oh, they're, they, we sort of ignore them and we don't nurture them and we don't, we ta- sometimes take them for granted. And yeah, we do. I'm just we feeling do. that really heavily at this time of year. Right? Keep smiling, keep shining, knowing you can always count on me. For sure, that's what friends are for. In my breakups with friends, even relatives, I always come to a point where I say, you know, Pat, you could fix this and apologize and and many times i just no no i no Mm -hmm. i'm i didn't do anything wrong they have Mm -hmm. to apologize to me Mm -hmm. yeah i'm gonna hold out here until i Mm -hmm. get my apology Mm -hmm. when you know you know if the friendship was ever important to you you could fix it or at least you could try to fix it and then and then i think we're afraid that if we do you know fall on our sword and, and apologize and in grovel or whatever that we're still not nah, i still don't like you and yeah. and yeah. then and then that seems even worse to us to be rejected after we have made what we think is a great effort to apologize so point i think taken. that holds us back a lot point taken and that is what i'm saying is that you i i i am being accountable for being a dick and i'm not going to get into what happened but I just, I showed up in a way I didn't want to in, in both of these situations and that's on me and I have apologized, but the, but, but the reality is nobody, nobody has to accept your apology. They are entitled to hate you. Yeah. They're entitled to hate me that just because I say, yeah, I was a dick and I'm sorry. And, and, and not even don't, don't, and don't give excuses for why you did or said the things you did. That doesn't matter. You did and say, you did the, do the things you did and you did say the things you did and you just, and be, be accountable and be your sorry. But that's, that's where it ends. Nobody's obligated to pick back up with you or accept your apology or any of that. And that, that's a hard thing to sit with is that sort of understanding that they're entitled, they are entitled to continue continue to hate you and that's tough yeah. you know well it is so. almost always is about words that are said uh it's not as if you took of a gun course. to somebody or or you know <laughs> did, did something physical to somebody and it's the stupid words we say and sometimes when you're saying stuff to people and you know that oh my god i'm blowing this relationship up yep. and yet you can't stop yourself you can't stop yourself yeah you're still going at it and then of course you i, I can think of a couple of cases in myself where i've apologized we we've, we've patched things up things seem like they are all fixed but they're never going to be the no, same it's just never. not going to be because it'll always be something i said oh remember when you said this 17 years ago it'll it'll be there it'll hover over your relationship it stains it and that's yeah. i think that's the the pain of of knowing that like you said if if we come back together if i if i'm able to um have the 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 pleasure of these people back in my lives again there's just that thing there <laughs> you know there's that thing it doesn't magically get erased and no, that it doesn't, bugs but... me. And, and, um, but it's, gosh, relationships are of, of any size or shape or form, no matter the intensity, the intimacy, the shallowness, the deepness of it, they are just so hard to navigate and, and try to, um, be, repair. Yeah. And try to be authentic and who you are and, and honor other people and it's just so hard it's just it's just hard and so i you know you wrestle with the conscious dick dickishness and then and then you have to wander around and go well who did i Who'd I dick over when I didn't even know I dicked him over? Yeah, so yeah, I'm that, overthinking that this. I'm overthinking. And maybe we're underthinking it. Who knows? I do believe you 
you'll fix it because of, of the kind of person you are. And I know there are people on this planet that can bust up a friendship or a relationship and never look back. I know. And you're not like that. And I know your, your instinct is to fix it. And I think you will. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining us, you're listening to the new Hallmark Channel podcast. Here's a question I do have for you. When you had this fallout, were you exchanging phone conversations or were you texting back and forth? We've talked about this before. Texting to me is the bane of of, uh, humankind right now. Because people misread stuff, they misunder- mm-hmm. misinterpret it, they misunderstand it, and it um, leads to bad things. Yeah. Um, I have a really good friend, Richard, I can be extremely sarcastic with, but I have some other people. Now, I I, to- now may I just say what that Richard technically <laughs> is a dick. <laughs> he is. Or a Rick, if you will. He's my best friend. And I know. You, you I know. got him at my birthday party. Open the door, Richard. Open the door and let me in. Open the door, Richard. Richard, why don't you open that door? Richard, why don't you open that door? Open the door, Richard. I remember the former California governor, Jerry Brown. He, he was dating Linda Ronstadt. That guy, yeah. And he, yeah. Just, he, he uh, after he was governor, he became quite zen and everything. And he traveled to India because he wanted to work with and meet Mother Teresa. And so yeah. he shows up he th- and, he's, and he says candidly, I, you know, I'm former governor of California. I was a presidential candidate. I'm kind of a big deal, you know, and I show up uh, and I meet Mother Teresa and she kind of snarls at me and says, get to work. <laughs> Unimpressed. You know, you're talking about everybody's a dick. Mother Teresa couldn't have been a dick, could she? At times she probably is. Yep. She, she was. If it was, she said something more important than, than the niceties here are right. involved and get get going if you're here to help me then get then start helping me right and i always i always think about that even the most upstanding person the most sainted person you can think yes. of in in circumstances that require it can be a dick besides as you know women are not dicks women are bitches oh pat and i've told you this again and again and you never <laughs> seem to get the message i, I can be a bitch and like my friends will be yeah you're kind of being a bitch but when you're a dick then they don't even want to be around you yeah that's that's a very good point i never thought of it that way So we, last time we did a podcast, and by the way, as we're heading into the new year, I, I know these things that doesn't we don't really timestamp them, but it, we are about to change yeah. into a new brand new year, and so we want to say mm-hmm. happy new year to anybody. Never mind what year it is. If you listen to this right. five <laughs> years from now, I still wish you a happy new year. Yeah, even if you're listening to this on Easter. Happy New Year. <laughs> okay, last time we talked, Lisa Foster, if that is your name, yes. uh, you busted me, and you and you did it in a non-dick-like fashion, but you did bust me. <laughs> because did I, was I showing, really? I was, I was playing a commercial with a, a female uh, spokesperson in it. and, uh, and Oh, and, yeah, Jan. And what, yeah, Jan, Jan that, from Toyota. That, yes. that dick Jan. But you yeah. rightfully said, okay, I, I agree with you that she's annoying and all of that, but... Yeah. Have you noticed that every time you play a commercial where either the person is just annoying looking or they have mm-hmm. a weird uh, voice inflection or what, you, it's always a woman. Mm-hmm. It's always a woman. Mm-hmm. It is. And so, and you, and you were right about that. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. I started, I really reflected on my bias about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, and, and I think it's, it's cultural. Male cultural, maybe that 
you know, men can't, don't, can't accept a woman doing certain things that we think men are great at, like, like being uh, in politics or like being, um, Oh, I don't know. Time magazine's person of the year. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which I, by the way, if Taylor Swift, why does Taylor have a man's name? That I would ask you that, but um, okay. <laughs> no, so we, so you, you really busted me on that, and we, and I think that is a intrinsic thing that uh, in my growing up time, in my uh, time in the fifties, sixties, and seventies, in the thirties wa- and the forties. Oh yeah, well, I don't want to go back that far. Okay. Me and Annie Oakley just never got along. <laughs> yeah, she was annoying. So you challenged me, said, and I and I, I said, did. I said, let's yes. okay. Th- your assignment, Pat, is to also come up now with male announcers who are annoying in their in, own way. In, in commercials and advertisements. Yes. But yes. you also agreed that you would also yes take on the assignment. And my question. To begin with, is did you? I did. I oh, sent you. Good. I sent you an email. Oh, I didn't see it. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. I don't Pat read emails Cashman. very much. Okay, hold on. Don't okay. just stop talking for a second. Okay. All right. All right. Right there. D- two days ago. Yeah. I wrote to you and said the subject says annoying man commercials. God, I didn't see it, Lisa. I'm not kidding. How did I miss? Okay. It? Do you want to do this now or? Really? Okay. Okay, I got all three of them. I've got good. three examples. Oh, I think good. the first I think the first one um Okay, we're we guess can, we're going to do it now. Okay. Well, we can wait on it if you want, but I you're already going to know who I'm talking about here. I make little notes all the time on my phone, and sometimes okay. it's not a full-blown topic, it's just an observation. All right. Well, I need hold on just a second, but I need yeah. you to make sure you go to your email and Okay, I'm going through my emails now. Please stand by, ladies and gentlemen. All right. While you're doing that, can you do two things at once? Can you tell me if you upheld your end of the of the deal? Did you, you find? I, don't, think, I don't want you copying mine now. I think I did, but I well, I struggled with it. I did. I thought not struggle it. I thought at it. All. Oh, there it is. I, There's your I email. I whipped this. I whipped this together in oh, five minutes. Oh, good job. Yes. I did not think you would do this homework. <gasps> I thought I would do it, and then you'd go, "Oh, yeah, I forgot." I was so busy alienating my friends that I forgot <laughs> to do the assignment. Well, I'll tell you what, this yeah. assignment took my mind off what a dick I'd been all year. So this was actually a kind of a good good thing for me to focus on. But it didn't take me long to put it together. Oh, this is good. Okay. Can I, do you want me yeah. to read what you wrote? Yeah, you do it. You do oh, it. Oh, man, I am so with you on these guys. I why knew you I, would Why be. didn't I? Th- and none of these are on my list. Oh, um, okay, good. You have a separate. Okay. okay. So, and, and I don't dislike this guy as much as you do, but I get it. Uh, you cited the Liberty Biberty guy. Liberty Biberty. Am I allowed to riff? What if I come out of the water? Liberty Biberty. Cut. We'll dub it. I. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's people, a fat pitch. People have a real problem with him. So this is the. Yeah. And he's got a couple of versions out. Yeah, this ad. I, that's a good one though. Okay, not then you write all of the Medicare commercials. Yes, these, these are like a Medicare supplement. Thing. Yes, Jimmy Walker, Joe Namath. Hi, I'm Jimmy JJ Walker. If you are Medicare, listen to this. I called the one eight hundred number to see what extra Medicare benefits I could get. An actual person answered, looked up my zip code, and boom, I was offered extra benefits like dental coverage, including dentures, extractions, fillings. Those commercials, and you say they're actually annoying and sad at the same time. And that is very astute. You're right. It is sad that they these guys are relegated to doing these commercials because they need the bread. I know. So those, yeah, very annoying. Because <clears throat> I don't believe, I don't believe them at all. Like no. they, they, I just, they don't like even you know said, what they're you, saying. No, they don't even know what they're saying. And you just, you nailed it by saying they're only doing it for the dough. They don't, they, uh, they, yeah. A friend of mine, a friend of mine who is a stand up comedian and so knows, um, personally knows Jimmy Walker quite well. Oh, really? Told me that Jimmy Walker's thing, when anybody would ask him about, what what was the show he was in? Um, Good times. Good times. times. From Television City in Hollywood. Good times. Good times. 
Walker professed to hate it. He didn't want. I, I, he didn't want to say any of the catchphrases. Yeah, it was uh, like dynamite. Dynamite yeah, he, was his catchphrase. Oh yeah, he hated it. I never want to say it again. Don't ever. Don't even allude to it with me. I'm oh. done with it. I wow. hate it. And then you watch that commercial that you just talked about. And get this. I'm entitled to an extra $100 a month. That's $1,200 a year added to my Social Security check. And I was like, dino my. It's written behind him. He says it at the end of the commercial. Okay, money here's talks. The, here's the thing. Exactly. If there are enough zeros on yeah. something, you yeah. will do and probably say just anything. about anything. Yeah. <laughs> just just about everybody has a price. Then you say, finally, there are three men in this state farm commercial, and one of them is Jimmy Fallon, and all three of them are annoying. Yeah, and there's a woman, a girl in this one. She's not annoying. But all three of the men are enormously annoying. But Jimmy Fallon is especially annoying. Are you joking? <laughs> you're joking. Tell me you're joking. Uh, it's a little early for jokes, but uh, here goes. This muffin goes on vacation. What's happening? You said joking three times. That's why I'm here. Uh, anyway, this muffin. Well, I was just excited about my new car. New car? Oh, you don't need a joke. You need a Jake. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Your State Farm agent can help you choose the coverage you need. All right, I got a show, so. You forgot your toothbrush, Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I find him annoying anyway, but that's another, well, <laughs> another subject. So, yeah. I'm not a fan. I am not a fan. Not, I'm not either. I, I feel I, like I can he... acknowledge how talented he is and everything, but when he, to me, this thing where he laughs at everything. I know. I, know. I mean, he could have Hitler on as a guest, and he'd laugh and uncontrollably and fall out of his chair. Yeah, yeah, he just panders to his guests. And the other thing that is really annoying is those um, what appear to be uh, spontaneous uh, musical challenges for their guests. And he he spins a wheel and he's like, all right, Pat, I want you to sing Jingle Bells as Celine Dion. Those are all preset. They're all pre they're all pre-rehearsed. There's no randomness to it all because if you ever noticed, the guests just seem to nail every single one that he brings up. Nobody's ever yeah. failed it. So it makes me mad that it's faked. And I'm just mad in general. I'm just mad. Yeah. Jimmy Fallon's You're furious. Dick. You're furious, I can tell. <laughs> well, your list is much better than mine, but I'll go through mine quickly. All right. All right. Uh, the voiceover guy in the game commercial. Oh, this guy. When you smell the amazing scent of Gain Flings, time stops. Your heart races. Your eyes close. And you realize you're in love. Steve. With a laundry detergent. Gain Flings. Seriously good scent. And 50% more fresh. Now that's love at first sniff. First of all, it just sounds like he's, well, first of all, he doesn't sound very good. No. Uh, maybe that's intentional. We want a guy that doesn't sound like an announcer. Let's yeah. hire this guy. But there's something <laughs> kind of creepy and annoying. It's like, what are you doing in this commercial? Get out of yeah. here. Yeah. You're, you're creeping me out, man. I don't know what it is. Remember Ben Stein? Adamson. Here. Adler. Here. Anderson. Anderson. Here. Bueller. 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 Um, he's sick. And then he was in uh, a show of his own called Win Ben Stein's Money years oh, ago. I forgot about that. Hello, I'm Ben Stein. And today, I'm going to make history. I'm going to put up $5,000 of my money. So if you're smart enough, fast enough, and if you've got the guts, you can win Ben Stein's money. And uh, he just, and I, I did an event with him at the Paramount Theater one time. And I went, uh, he was, we were going to do some shtick together based on his show, Win Ben Stein's Money. Only it would be with local people in Seattle. And so they said, you want to meet Ben Stein? He's in his dressing room. I said, sure, I'll go meet him. So I go in there and he's laying on a couch and he's got a towel over his face and he never gets up, never takes the towel off his face. Said, hey, Mr. Stein, nice to meet you. We'll be working out there 
uh, on stage in a little while. And he goes, gee, thanks. And then I leave. And that's, I didn't see him again until we did our bit on stage. So I have a bit of a bias about Ben Stein anyway. Yeah, he seems non-charming. A one-time Nixon speechwriter, by the way. We must act and act decisively. It is literally now or never. I did enough uh, commercial work uh, in my life and uh, on some TV shows, and every once in a while I would hear or get an email from, I hate that guy. (laughs) God, he's annoying. (laughs) What a stupid voice. I'd like to punch him if I ever saw him in person. Yes, I would. Hey, come here. Hey, are you Pat Cashman? Yes, I am. Ow! Oh, yeah. So I, I know. Loved, I you, loved getting hate mail for when we were on, oh, on the me radio. Oh, me so too. Me too. The hate mail was just the best part. And I love, too, that we just incorporate. Why not? Why hide? Like, let's just incorporate it in the show and just yeah. show how many people loathe us. But but still tune in because that's weird, don't you think? Yeah. Back when we did radio together, uh, one time uh, I think I was on vacation and you were <laughs> filling in as the host and and oh, and we got this uh, voicemail. Hello, is this Mr. Armstrong? No. Uh, some of us are very hostile about the person uh, taking Mr. the uh, producer's place while he is out of town. We don't like the way she speaks of that little animal. She's rude. She's absolutely cold and rude, and I don't know. She isn't too attractive herself. And I think she could learn to have a little compassion. In fact, she doesn't help your show at all. She speaks very poorly. I think you, it's time you listened in on a little. There must be some woman down there or girl who could replace her. She is very cruel. I can't stomach her, and we are club. We don't like her a bit. Many of us have had a lot of theater experience, and we think she is so rude, and she speaks so poorly. Yet she condemns that little animal. All he wants is a little love. And what I loved about it was her characterization of you being either a woman or a girl. And it reminded me of the James Brown song, It's a Man's World. This is a man's world. Mm-hmm. This is a man's world. Yes. Although he is willing to make one concession. But it wouldn't be nothing. Nothing. All right. Well, good job, Pat. Those are some annoying things right there. Same to you, but more of it. Yeah. Uh, We had a a gathering at our house a couple of nights ago. And, uh, you know, there comes a point. Well, you know this about me. I'm not a party guy. I don't like to go to parties. Uh, I and when I did go to a party of a of a large gathering, and I don't need to go into detail about this, but this is a weird. Uh, I need counseling. I need therapy okay. because oh. I would go. I'll go into a, the front door at a party. Hey, come on in, and I will mm-hmm. start making my way through the room, mm-hmm. uh, particularly those parties in a smallish house. Where mm-hmm. it's packed with people. It's like sardines. Mm-hmm. You can hardly get through there. Hey, hi, ho, hey. And my thing is, I will push myself through there like a uh, running back going through a, a, a weak defensive line. And I'll make my way all the way back to the very end of the house. Uh, I'm remembering a Charlie Chaplin movie. I've never forgotten. Charlie Chaplin gets on a streetcar and he's at the beginning of the streetcar. And then as people begin to get on the streetcar, he gets pushed further and further back into the car so that by the end of the scene, he has pushed and fallen out the back of the streetcar. <laughs> and I think awesome. it's a great, uh, it's a great uh, allegory or, of sorts mm-hmm. for life. It's like you get on board life and, 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 and my parties are like that. I think I'm, I'm okay, I'm born, I get, in, I get into the swirl of life, I move through life, 
making friends, saying hi, having relationships, and pretty soon you're out the back end and <laughs> it's the end of your life. That That's what it's like going to these parties. And I make my way to the very back of the house. I Then I will look for a bathroom or a ba- back bedroom that has a window and I will open it and slip out, jump out, and I, and I leave, get back in my car and drive away. And, uh, and yep, you've, you and I, you've actually you seen me do my, this. You did that at my birthday party. Yeah. Um, and I've, and I've thought I, about it. And I think the, one of the reasons, because when you go back through a party, you're not, you know, you go back to see the same people and, and then they're going, hey, you're not leaving. Oh no, you can't leave yet. No, come here. When? And it just takes forever. Yeah, that's and so very I think, true. I don't want to put up with that. I'm just, I, everybody, I was at the party. I said, Hello. I want to be gone now. And it's a weird uh, psychosis. I need, like I said, I need a lot of help with it. I'm going to see a doctor about it. And uh, Yeah, it sounds like I'm not a professional or anything, but it sounds like you have pain around goodbyes. Well, there's part of that. But here's the other pain I have. What? I cannot, most parties, I would say 98% of parties are not very much fun they're boring oh and if you go to a regular party that somebody has every year or a couple times a year and each one is exactly the same yep like i just wriggled out of one for this coming weekend because my wife and i looked at each other and we said we don't want to go to that party it's always the same it's (laughs) we've already been to that party we've seen it we've gone through this uh thousand times no we just don't and we are so happy with ourselves that we wriggled out of it so what Um, was your excuse i'm curious because that's not an easy thing if you've been you've set a precedent that you've gone to this event every year so how on what did you say like did you say what did you say that you just what what i was absolutely blunt i uh, we had as i said we just had had a big party at our house and yeah. so we simply said, you know what, you guys, thank you. We are burnt out. We we just, oh. we're partied out. And everybody thinks we're a dick. Oh, wait a minute. I thought you said that, that you're going to be at the, and then I talked to your wife and, and she said, oh, no. She said not. your Did mother no had way. died. She <laughs> said your mom had died. I thought she died uh, 15 years ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah but then that. she kind of, she kind of snapped out of it yeah. for a no, while. this is and my she, other mother. She was. <laughs> Yeah, she lived on for 15 more years, and then she died again. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So, anyway. So, uh, but let me tell you about our little gathering, and and I think we're beginning to get to the end of this road already. Yeah, and by the way, before you get there, I'm just surprised... Like, I wanted to know how you, maybe you're going to get to this. I don't want to steal your punchline here, but that's got to be uncomfortable that you're now at a party you cannot actually leave. That's a good point. That's a good point. (laughs) But this party was really good. Now, obviously, uh, I'm not uh, altogether uh, objective about this, but I'm Everybody thinks their party's good. But I'm looking at people's faces. I'm looking around. Because it's very important to me that this be a good party, a really good party. And I think I can say, without fear of contradiction, this was a very good party. It started slow, but it picked up, and everybody seemed to be having a good time. And nobody left early. The only guy that left early had an allergy to cats, of which we have one. So he had to leave. Oh, that's a good excuse to leave a part. That's a really good excuse. I never thought of that. Let me write write that that one down. (laughs) I'm allergic to horses, too. We don't have a cat. No, I think you do. You just don't know. Sorry. (laughs) Gotta go. I gotta go. I'm allergic so. to your curtains. Whatever. I love that. Just <laughs> That's so good. <coughs> well, that's good. I'm allergic to your curtains. I'm going to write that one down. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know why I'm bringing up this party thing, except to say, oh, we made, my wife put together this in with our daughter, put this ridiculously spectacular charcuterie board together. Ooh. And then she worried. She said, I hope people don't think that they're coming over here and we're going to serve a meal, a big meal. It's just, you know, charcuterie stuff. 
Yeah, but said, that's don't worry meal about that. and it's, yeah. Yeah. That, don't worry about that. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I assume we're still recording. Yes, we are. Are you? Do you have a point to this story? Did something dramatic happen? Did somebody die? Everybody's having a good time. What's what? Why are you telling me this story? You know what? I've forgotten why I'm telling you this story. <laughs> I was hoping if I stalled, I would it would come back to me, and I'd go, oh, oh, now I remember. But I don't. Okay. I don't remember. Well, why don't you text me about it later when it okay. comes to you? Do you have I a do, joke? I do have a cousin of mine. Let me just say. Okay. He's the greatest guy in the world, and he uh, he just arrived at the party. I mean, he w- didn't even cross the threshold of our house yet. He just shows up at the front door, and before he even walks in, he says, quote, this is the greatest party I have ever been to. <laughs> that's saying I, something. I thought, that's so good. I'm going to remember that. And every time I go to a party, before I even enter the room, I'm going to this is the greatest party I have ever, ever been to. This is fantastic. Well, I have a million other notes here, but you're right. We're out of time. Yeah. Man, it goes quick. Anyway, Lise, please know how fond I am of you. Mm. This next year is going to be spectacular. Uh, yeah. Despite an election year, which is going to be so <sighs> insane, there are things that are going to happen that we can't mm-hmm. possibly imagine. Right. What a year. I just wish it was a uh, a fictional movie and not a re- not real life. Then, I, then yeah. I would enjoy watching it. And this is why friendships are all the more important because- Yes, our, yes. The trials and tribulations of things outside of our control. So yeah. <clears throat> hold those people. We're going to need to hold hands through this year. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. So here's what I got for saying farewell to this past year. And uh, it's a bit uh, sadistic, perhaps, but every one of these jokes, I got three of them, Lise. Oh, I like like them all. However, they're kind of sadistic and they're kind of sick and they're all about (laughs) death. So Wow. Okay. But but I think they're funny. So forgive me if you don't like any of them, but I think you're going to like them all. Okay. You ready? Here's the first one. The day after losing his wife in a boating accident, a man answered the door to two grim-faced police officers. And the policeman said, Can I stop you? Yes. The policeman said, This is the best party I have ever been at. Is that what he said? That's better than my jokes. Maybe we should just end it right there. Okay. No, go ahead. What did the policeman say? Okay, that's good. Okay, so the policeman says, there's two of them, but only one of them talked. And he said, we have uh, some news, some good news, and some great news. So again, we have some bad news, we have some good news, and we have some great news. Which would you like to hear first? And the guy says, well, give me the bad news first. Sir, I'm afraid we have found your wife's body in San Francisco Bay. Oh, no. Uh, My poor wife. My darling wife. What's the good news? Well, when we pulled her up, she had five-pound lobsters, two of them, and a dozen large edible crabs on her. That's awful. That's awful. What, What? What's the great news? Well, we're going to pull her up again tomorrow. That that was awesome. I like that joke a lot. Okay, here's another one. A man was telling his friend, My grandfather predicted in advance the very year in which he was going to die. What's more, my grandfather knew the exact month he was going to die, the precise day he was going to die, and even the time of day he was going to die. And he was right on every count. His friend says, well, that's uncanny. How did he know all that? Oh, the judge told him. (laughs) Okay. Okay, Not as good. Okay. It's amusing. It's it's Okay. I hope this one kills it this one it is merited real. a chuckle so yeah this one is really tasteless and therefore i'm gonna tell it <laughs> a man went to the doctor for his annual physical the man was stunned when the doctor said 
I'm afraid you've only got six weeks to live. Guy says, I can't believe it. I, I feel great. Isn't there anything that can be done? Well, you could try taking a mud bath every day. A mud bath? Yes. Well, why is that going to cure me? Oh, it's not going to cure you, but it will get you used to dirt. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all right. I forgive you. <laughs> I forgive you. Only a friend like you would laugh at that. I hope the day will be a light of highway For friends I found on every road Can you ever think of any better way For the lost and weary travelers to go listening to peculiar podcast hey goodbyes <laughs> join pat and lisa online at peculiarpodcast.com the gift that keeps on giving the whole year and on the peculiar podcast facebook fan page sweet on twitter at peculiar podcast at mr pat cashman and at foster chick join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration